You're about listening to the podcast of a seminar presentation by Dr. Christopher Kolade at the Ikoi Baptist Church Golden Jubilee Celebration. Title, The Role of the Church in Rebuilding a Great Nation. Listen and be blessed. Chairman, distinguished ladies and gentlemen, children of God, permit me to stand on the protocols already established by our chairman. And let me say thank you also to the organizers of this symposium for asking me to give the keynote speech, keynote remarks. I've prepared some slides, so you may see something on the screen. Uh, I hope the operators can keep pace with me or I can keep pace with them. Let me give you a short summary of what I intend to say. The truth of the matter is that, um, yeah, I'm a bit shorter than yeah. <laughs> the truth, truth of the matter is that we're talking about the remaking. Remaking, as the MC pointed out, means that we were in a certain state before. We have lost that state. We are reconstructing ourselves to get to where we were before. So this is a restoration exercise. The second thing is that it says that we are remaking a great nation. Now, my suggestion to you is that only good people have the capacity to remake something that will turn out to be a great nation. Only people who are good. In fact, some time ago we used to say, Nigeria, good people, great nation, right? So we know that it takes good people to build a great nation. So how does this concern the church? <clears throat> As the chairman has told us, the role of the church. According to Jesus Christ who set up the church, the church is supposed to help us, the people, we are the church, to help us always to remember what Jesus Christ wants us to be like. In other words, Jesus Christ came into the world to take us who were sinners and very unattractive to God to break the wall of separation and to reconcile us to God so that now God when he sees us sees Jesus and he can consider us to be good people so good people can build a great nation so the church therefore in the remaking as I've said in this title slide remaking Nigeria into a great nation and my subtitle is The Imperatives of Faithful Custodianship. The, the, the philosophy is this, that if we were good people at a certain time and we were able to build a great nation and we have lost that, it means that those who should have stood guard over our standards and our values and so on failed to do so. 
So those things deteriorated. So if we want to rebuild, we want to remake our nation, let's agree that the role that we all have, it's not just the church, all of us, but particularly the church, must stand guard, must be custodians of what is good, must make sure that we don't lose what we have if it is good. <clears throat> so that's the meaning of my title slide. Can we describe ourselves as good people? Well, we have certain indigenous fam uh, uh, values which we derive from family. Parents accept responsibility for bringing up children because according to the scheme of Almighty God, parents have matured. They have become wise. They can impart what they have to their children. So parental responsibility Secondly, in our families, we teach our children to have respect for Almighty God in his supremacy. Thirdly, we want our children to remember that their heritage, their heritage is something they must guard jealously. So heritage and family reputation are very precious to us. We teach our children that it is good to be honest, to be upright, to do things right, that this should be the normal way of life. And we say it is bad. It is bad to tell lies. It's bad to steal. It's bad to behave immorally. In our families, we teach our children to have respect for older people. And not just father and mother, older brother, older sister, even older members of the extended family. Respect for older people is part of our culture. Loyalty to the family. So that if your family is in any danger of losing anything, your loyalty makes you stand up and defend the family. Respect. We teach our children that it is your performance that earns you respect. It is how you behave, how you do your work, how you manifest in your conduct. That is what wins you respect. And we say it is bad for anybody not to work for a living. It is bad for anybody to become a parasite on other people. This is what we teach our children in the family. And these are the things that make us, make it possible for us to be described as good people. In my next slide, I talk about our community culture. Our community culture, we respect our traditions. If there's something that our people are known for and it is good, we cherish it. We only bring people into leadership in our traditional society. We only bring people into leadership when we have trained them, when we have groomed them. In our village communities, when we want to set up 
a postal agency, a dispensary, whatever it is, everybody joins hands to clear the ground, to build the place, so that we all have joint ownership, joint stakeholder status in what we have. And you know that in many of our villages, the fact that it is my child who has now won a scholarship or, you know, entrance exam to an institution, we all join hands to send that boy or that girl to school. And we say, he or she is our child. So, and you know, in the villages, we don't have plenty of money. So we put little bits together in order to achieve this. It is achievement, achievement that leads to respect. We respect people for their achievement, not because they have plenty of money. I'm describing to you our indigenous community culture. Also, when somebody goes from our community to represent us elsewhere, to be our representative outside, he or she knows that our interest must be safe in his or her hands. No betrayal of our interests. What about religion, our religion? My next slide says religion and indigenous values. We know that God is the source of all excellence. We know that there is no excellence anywhere unless it comes from God. Therefore, when we swear an oath in the name of God, we know that it is going to be terrible for us not to keep the oath. If we say, swear something and we say, so help me God, we know we put ourselves in the hands of God. And our religious leaders, church leaders, elders in church and so on, they are conscientious. They will not trivialize their responsibility as custodians of our moral values. You know, when I was a child, my problem was not with my father and my mother. My problem was with the other older people in church who, if, if they thought I was doing something irregular, would immediately be on my case, stop me from doing it, and then take me home and report me to my parents. Double jeopardy. But that they, they, they thought they were doing their duty. And the point is that we all submit to God. We know that God is higher than we are. In our indigenous community culture, we submit to God as the one that has control of all human affairs. Now, I'm describing, I'm describing something that we all understand. We all share what I've just been telling you. So how is it? How is it that we've come to a place still called Nigeria, but we can't recognize it anymore? So this is the reason why remaking, remaking is now necessary. My next slide asks, 
How do we see ourselves? If I say it is good people who can build a great nation, who can remake this nation, how do we see ourselves? Do you know that in the Nigerian constitution, a copy of which I have here, Nigerian constitution, at section 23, it says, and I'm going to quote, the national ethics shall be discipline, integrity, dignity of labor, social justice, religious tolerance, self-reliance, and patriotism. That is what our constitution says. Are we close to what the constitution tells us? I don't know your view, but sometimes I'm looking for those things that the constitution describes as a national ethics, and I can't find them. What about our national anthem? National anthem. We say we want to serve Nigeria. We want to serve Nigeria. There is nowhere in that national anthem that says I want to serve myself. So when I get into public office and instead of serving Nigeria, I'm serving myself, you see now why we need to remake this great nation. What about the national pledge? I pledge to Nigeria, my country, to be what? Faithful, loyal, honest, to serve Nigeria with everything I have. It's a national pledge. These are things, the Constitution, the national anthem, the pledge, these are things we've adopted for ourselves. We know we are very conscious of the things that mark out a good people. And we want to be good people. That's why we adopted these things. And then when we bring people into public office, president, governor, minister, whatever it is, what do they do first? They swear an oath. And they swear an oath that they will not let their personal interests overwhelm our joint interests. You know the terrible thing about those oaths is that they finish by calling on God to help them. You see, God does not help people who are not good. If you are behaving badly, God wants you to change your ways, as our chairman has told us. If my people who are called by my name will do this and do this and turn from their wicked ways, that is when God will hear and help you. So if we say, so help me God, it's because we want to offer ourselves to him as good people. You remember all those, all those national development plans that we used to make, if you are old enough to remember national development plans? Beautiful plans. Beautiful plans. And in fact, most nations in the world respect us for our skill in making national development plans. All the rhetoric is perfect. And these days, we don't make national development plans. We have visions. Vision 2010. Vision 20 whatever. Then we came to one. This one is vision 202020. If we say it three times, it must come true. 
And then you know, when we look at ourselves, we want to impress other people, we say, we are the giant of Africa. Giant of Africa. Does giant mean leader? Does giant in that context mean we want to be the leader of Africa? So you see, we know the kind of people we want to be. We have put it in our constitution, in our national anthem, in our national pledge, everywhere. We know what we want to be. And we know that it is only people who are like that that can remake a great nation. And you know, the chairman told us a long story about how we used to be. The things that we used to do that were nice. But look at the results that we used to achieve. Our track record. Our judiciary was actually invited by other nations in Africa to come and establish their own judiciary for them. You remember? Many of our people in education, in anything, have gone from this country to go and help other countries to set up something that they would like. When South Africa was looking for independence, Zimbabwe, all those places, we led the, the, the fight. We were so full of our own performance here, we said, let's come and teach you how to do it. That's what we used to be like. Remember our pioneer politicians, the ones of the first republic, the ones who took over from the colonial government. Their focus was on, on national interest. They wanted us to become independent, so they fought for it. Think of our civil service, the way it used to be. The era of super perm sex. What, why did we call them super perm sex? In those days, it was possible for a permanent secretary to stop a minister from spending money just by saying, this is what the law says. The money you want to spend is not according to the law. Sorry, you cannot do it. Why? Because the permanent secretary was the accounting officer. He was the one who was supposed to account. And of course, if I tell you the next thing I have on my slide, entrepreneurs from this country go all the way down the length and breadth of West Africa. Who are the business people there? Who are the ones moving the economy of those places? In fact, when I was in the UK as High Commissioner, I met somebody who who said that he was resident in Iceland. Iceland. I hope you know that Iceland is one of the coldest places in the world. And I said, what are you doing in Iceland? He said, that's where I have my business. So here we are. We are good people, for goodness sake. In the diaspora, America, Germany, wherever, you will find Nigerian professionals who are highly respected for the contribution they are making. So we are good people. Where is our great nation? You know why? Somebody has said that this thing called standards, standards are very susceptible to the law of gravity. 
Now, this is where I show you that I went to school and they taught me certain things. The law of gravity says that when things are up, if you don't hold them up, they will fall. Is that true? And it's the same thing with standards. If you have high standards today and you're not holding up your standards, those standards will fall. Hmm? So this is why we need custodians. This is why we need custodians. Because custodians are the people who will make sure that the discipline of holding up our standards is what we do. You cannot hold up those standards unless you are a person of good discipline. So I think what we have been missing in this land, which we need to regain, is the ability to follow good discipline. And this is not difficult because we know, we, we have practiced it since we were born. If you look at the places where we, in the next slide, custodianship of values, individuals and institutions, at home, the parents, the senior siblings, they have responsibility. Any individual in position of responsibility, our teachers and instructions, instructors, group managers, people who look after our sport teams and so on, anyone who's called senior citizen, senior citizen, we don't give that title for nothing. A senior citizen is supposed to help younger people to learn how to do things. Public service organizations, even our legislature, you know, even our legislature is supposed to be one of the places where we guard our standards and carry out discipline. Our courts of justice. These days we call them courts of law. But you know they are actually supposed to be courts of justice. All the professional associations we have, ICANN, Society of Engineers, and so those things are created to help us to hold on to our standards so that they don't fall. Our educational institutions, our churches and religious institutions, even our civil society organizations, these are the places where we practice the discipline, the discipline of custodianship. But you see, in my next slide, I ask the question, when custodians fail, when people who are supposed to be custodians fail in what they are supposed to do, what happens? Look at what happens. Justice is driven back. Righteousness stands at a distance. Truth stumbles in the streets. Honesty cannot find a place. Truth is nowhere to be found. And whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. Those are not my words. Those are the words of God. As written in Isaiah 59, verses 14 and 15. New International Version translation. When custodians fail to do what they should do, that is what makes it, it becomes imperative that we must remake the nation. Because custodianship, if you look at my next slide, 
means that we have certain key values. Do we agree what those values are? Do we know why we have adopted those values? How do we make sure that those values are shared by everybody? How do we make sure that people who say they share our values actually practice them? How do you make sure that the people that you have elected to go to Abuja will actually do what you elected them to do? How do we pass values from generation to generation? When people do well in this nation, when they, when they do so well that they become our heroes for good behavior, good performance, do we celebrate them? More importantly, when people violate our values, what happens? What do we do? We plea bargain. You know plea bargaining? Yes. We say you can keep what you stole and we hope you won't steal again. But if you steal again, you can come back from more plea bargaining. So you see, for us, individuals here, and for the church, the church should teach us how to be good values custodians. My next slide shows a, a chart in which I say that we have values, beliefs and values, which govern our attitudes and our actions. On the left, at the top, we have standards. And we need to know what is unacceptable. We know already, but we need to insist that certain kinds of behavior, certain kinds of standards are not us. We say certain things are un-Nigerian. Well, we need to redefine that. On the right-hand side, the fact is that we need discipline. Discipline to make sure that we can sustain our beliefs and values and our standards. If you don't have that interaction among those three boxes, custodianship does not happen. So if I look at my final two slides now, the turnaround that we need... Look, in this nation, we were so good at quarreling over trivialities. Huh? Let us apply our energy to building rather than fighting little wars. Let us use our mistakes and failures because we will make mistakes. We will fail sometimes, but let us use them as opportunities for learning. Responsibility of position responsibility of your role. Don't enter into a role without understanding what the responsibility is. And in the name of God, stop betraying the oaths that you swear. God does not think lightly of those who take his name in vain. Please look up your Bible. Stop betraying the positive policies through unfaithful implementation. We make good plans. We make beautiful plans. Execution, zero. That's, those are the things that bring us down. And I underline my last line. Please note my language. We should abhor 
immunity for holders of responsible positions. Look, if you have a responsible position, we give you all of the entitlements, we give you all of the authority to operate your position, you have the power to decide how much to spend, when to spend it, why should we not be able to ask you questions? Why should you be immune to prosecution if you get it wrong? So my final slide. We as people in a great nation, let us stay away from seven things. And these seven things are not my original thinking, by the way. I derive them from reading how Mahatma Gandhi used to talk to his disciples. I hope you remember who Mahatma Gandhi was. He said we should stay away from politics without principle, wealth without work, commerce without morality, pleasure without conscience, education without character, science without humanity, and for us in church, worship without sacrifice. We can rebuild this great nation. God bless you.